if we look at the last year, we've eclipsed 100,000 downloads across iOS and, and Android on the LineMate app, but over 50% of that's been on the last 60 days. So we've seen quite the hockey curve stick type growth in the last 60 days, which is exciting for our group. Hey, this is Jesse here, and you're about to hear episode 103 with Kelvin Kanya from LineMate, which delivers sports analytics for everyone. In his discussion with guest host Benji Cherniak, Kelvin explains his vision for how LineMate will become the Expedia of sports betting, how they've organically generated over 100,000 app downloads in the last year, and his experience bootstrapping LineMate through the first two and a half years. This was another solid episode, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. The Betting Startups podcast is presented by Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming market. Four out of the top five US operators personalize player experiences with Optimove. Learn more about Optimove by requesting a demo at optimove.com slash betting startups. And if you like what you see, you'll get your first month free. All right, we're back on the Betting Startups podcast and joining us once again as our esteemed guest host, Benji Cherniak. And Benji, for this one, you spoke with Kelvin from LineMate, a fellow good Canadian kid. And him and his team are doing some pretty interesting things, I think, in the data and content space. I actually got to know Kelvin and his brother, Matt, a couple of years ago. I've really, you know, sort of watched them continue their journey and follow their progress as they've evolved and iterated their initial concept to where it is today. So as is customary, if you could give us a quick preview of your discussion with Kelvin, that'd be awesome. I haven't known Calvin and his team quite as long as you have. I met them maybe a year ago or so, uh, initially at the ICE conference uh, in London. So right around this time a year ago. And, you know, what really impressed me as I dug in on this one and got to know a bit better is they've had some hockey curve growth. Like the traction they've had in the last 60, 75 days is the culmination of that two years that you allude to of effort begin digging them to this point. So sometimes as founders, you got to kind of figure things out and dribble the basketball in a few different directions. And that's what these guys have done. And they seem to be hitting their stride and really nice to see because he's a good dude, a fellow Montrealer, which is my town. And I really enjoyed this episode. All right. Well, that completes the hat trick for your residency this time around. Benji, thank you again for helping me out with this. We'll give you a little bit of time off now until the next one. But in the meantime, let's get into your conversation with Kelvin from LineMate. Hey, hey, everyone. This is Benji Cherniak sitting in for Jesse once again. Welcome back to the Betting Startups podcast. And pleased to have with me today, all the way from my hometown of Montreal, Calvin Kanya from LineMates. Calvin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Benji. Happy to be here. Not too yeah, cold well, for your arrival into Montreal or? It's definitely not warm, dude. I'll say that. But I, I actually made it into town today. So we're, we're in the same city, but not in the same part of town. So yeah. Here we are, and maybe we can reminisce about the good old Montreal days another time, or if we have time later in the podcast, but this is get right into it, man. Why don't you tell us a bit about you, your background, and then we can get into to, to line made and what it is that you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. I actually love this question, Benji, because I, I don't have the, the typical industry founder story. So, I mean, I did go to business, so I went to the John Wilson School of Business in Montreal, university degree, your traditional business route, but I actually built my career in beauty, ironically. So I wouldn't say it's a passion, but I found myself for just under a decade building my career at a global skincare company called Meyersdorf. Probably you probably know the brand Nivea. So that's what I did for, for about 10 years before I decided to then branch off and, and start my own agency with a partner representing different global beauty brands in Canada. So building out commercial teams for those beauty brands with the likes of Sephora, Shoppers Drug Mart, Hudson's Bay, worked with 
different makeup, skincare, fragrance brands. So I wouldn't say beauty was necessarily my passion, but it definitely allowed me to use my skill set to build my career. And then that ultimately led to, to LineMate, which started by my brother and I about two and a half years ago. Well, it's time out there. You said that ultimately led to LineMate. So obviously there aren't that many synergies. There's synergies in the business processes, but there aren't that many synergies between Sephora and your betting app. So how did it actually come about that you migrated from the beauty industry, kudos to the migration into, into our space? Yeah, so that that's really um, the cliche consumer uh, story, Benji. So I, I look back, my brother and I were consumers of the space for the longest time, from DFS to season-long fantasy to to sports, your traditional sports betting with books. Uh, so Matt, my brother and I, I remember we finished work at five and then it'd be two hours of basically just scouring the internet for stats, any website we can get. Like we're obviously hockey guys up in Montreal. So think of like your hockey reference as an example, just raw data, just pulling together some insight, finding an edge. We did that with a consumer lens for the longest time and we had some fun with it eventually. Like we won, I'm thinking back, like a good memories, we won this DFS tournament that brought us to LA for the NHL All-Star game. And we remember being there with my brother, we're like, like, man, this is exactly the type of emotion, type of feeling that we'd love to just build something for people. Like if they could live this, then that's what success looks like. And I go back three years, my brother comes to me and Matt's always been the type to basically find an edge. Like I'd receive a text from him at 5.30, like I found the latest edge in, in betting and he'd use some formulas to, to get there. And he's like, listen, like, what if we can actually make something of this for us, but from a business? And I told him like, I'm all in, I'm, I'm no coder, I'm no designer, but like, if we can build something like, absolutely, let's commercialize this and allow people to live that. That led to about a year, Benji, a little long-winded, but hopefully useful. Led to about a year of Matt and I sort of conceptualizing an idea. We brought on then Dimitri, who's our cool stack developer. And then he's a wizard, does back end the whole kit. And then uh, Johnson, the last one to join us, who's a UI UX product designer, making uh, that product consumable for the everyday user. And same four guys, four founding teams, small company, four guys in Montreal that have been been running Limeade to this day. Yeah, I love it. Love the following of the passion and, you know, deciding to go all in on something. And so, you know, obviously you guys made the decision to come up with some ideas to migrate to, to this industry and to build something. So. What is LineMates and what problem are you guys trying to solve with LineMates? Yeah, so the LineMate vision is whole. I mean, it's we want to be uh, the most intelligent sports gaming marketplace uh, in the world. That's the vision of LineMate. But uh, in its current state, it's a, a sports research app for betting, fantasy, and so on, really centered around the discovery aspect, finding a play, being able to get more granular and analyzing the play, and then basically placing it, right? So we're not in a place of actually placing the bet in itself at this point, but we launched the app one year ago, about so September 2022, right? So that for football season, and it was a workstation in itself. So very much centered around the research and analytical phase. And that then transformed to this football season where we added a front layer to it, which was the discovery aspect, which was really what propelled us uh, into a lot of the acceleration we've seen over the last few months. So we're helping everyday sports fans find a way to get in the action in, in a nutshell. So I, I want to double down on what you just said to clarify, because you said your yep. goal is to be the leading marketplace globally for sports betting. I'm not yep. misquoting you. When I yep. think of a marketplace, I think of kind of like those betting exchanges where people are exchanging bets with one another. That's not what you're talking about here. So can you clarify what you mean by a marketplace? Yeah. The easiest way I like to describe Benji is um, the Expedia of sports betting, right? So you think of what Expedia does for the travel industry providing a point, a starting point, essentially to discover content and be able to funnel your journey into actual specifics, whether it be 
in the travel industry would be a hotel or a car or um, essentially a flight. Uh, we're essentially applying that to the world of, of sports betting. So in, in its current state, the app is very much discovery-centric. So when you land on LineMate, we're helping guide you either by game, by stat, by edge, essentially find your way into different narratives. And then you can research with more specificity into workstations if you'd like to. So we basically narrowed that discovery and, and research part, but we're not we're not a marketplace right now, which is where we want to go, which is the transactional element, allowing that user to be able to go from point of discovery up to the point of transaction. Uh, that's the vision over the next 18 months. So if I'm understanding it correctly, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, the idea here is that rather than go to Sportsbook A or Sportsbook B or Sportsbook C, I'm going to come to you guys and there I'm going to get the discovery phase all of the research tools that I need, as well as the transaction process. It will bring me right to where I want to go to actually place the transaction. Is that correct? Precisely. Exactly. Cool. That's interesting. Is there anyone else in the space that you know that's doing something along those lines? Or do I stand alone in terms of your ambition to become that Expedia or Kayak or whatever you want to call it for the space? Yeah. I'm frankly always hesitant to say that we're unique. Right? Like it's a big space with a lot of great players um, and everyone's doing obviously their, their part really well, but I've yet to come across anyone really focusing on the discovery aspect, which is drawing in that new user and at the starting point. If I look at LineMate a year ago, I'd say we were very imperative to a lot of the tools out there that really try to get deep in terms of their analytics to try and beat the books. But adding that front layer, that discovery aspect, like you think of Expedia and that landing page, frankly, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet, Benji. So hesitant to say we're the only one, I'm sure there'll be many but it feels somewhat unique at this point. Yeah, and, and in fairness, you know, the proof is always in the pudding and it hasn't been that long, but you've also kind of relaunched, if I'm not mistaken. And, and in fairness, you know, you and I have had some, we've crossed over a couple of times over the years, both, I think it was a year ago in ICE when I first met you. And I think you were in one of the pitch competitions there. And then I saw you again at another pitch competition in Toronto maybe four months later. And I think you guys won that one, correct? It was a big milestone for us, for sure. But beyond that, like from a traction standpoint, like the numbers are pretty good. So what can you tell us about the traction to date and, and how you've accomplished it on thus far minimal budget? Yeah, um, I look back at those two moments for us at, at ICE and in the Canadian Gaming Summit, Benji, and for us, that was earlier in 2023. That was a point where we really decided to shift from LineMate's introductory phase, which was really workstation oriented and start to peel it back, right? So started to peel back a layer, which said, how do we allow users to discover the content before ending up in a workstation oriented environment? So that's what we pitched, right? We pitched this idea that we were going to build the Expedia Sports and we were going to do it through the launch of Discovery, uh, which ultimately, yes, won us that summit. And we were full all hands on deck in, in bringing that to life for this September. And it's been great, Benji, like to basically echo your point around acceleration. If we look at the last year, we've eclipsed 100,000 downloads across iOS and, and Android on the LineMate app, but over 50% of that's been on the last 60 days. So we've seen quite the hockey curve stick type growth in the last 60 days, which is exciting for our group. Do you have anything you attribute that to that like you launched a year and change ago and then in the last 60 days, the hockey curves kicked in? Is there something that you would attribute that to that? Why is that future now as opposed to uh, four months before that, besides the fact that it's been football season? Yeah, I think I'd love to be able to sit here and say I attribute it to a specific reason, but ultimately it just times really well with the launch of our discovery feature. It took about a month for us to start to make some noise uh, in the space around it. It just snowballed, right? From word of mouth 
the part, the part you mentioned, Benji, on no ad spend, like we haven't spent a dime in marketing, right? Uh, wow. Bootstrap organization, we haven't spent a dime. It's all organic reach through our Twitter account, through our TikTok account, and word of mouth. So it's just it's accelerated in the last 60 days. Uh, we're in 74 countries, every continent in the world, which is kind of mind-boggling because we're doing absolutely nothing to try and be there. It's been a good story. It's definitely um, exhilarating for our group, and it makes us feel like we're doing something right. You're in 74 countries. Obviously, everything's in English. You're not accommodating different languages. And, and, and you got all these customers coming in from all of these different countries, and you got 100,000 of them that have downloaded the app, and you completely some traction. Are you interacting with your customers in any way? Like, as you think in terms of product, and as you think of going from the discovery phase into the transaction phase, and as you think about building out V3 and V4 to enhance your deliverable, which is always going to be a living, breathing kind of app that you continue to enhance over time, or at least I think it will. Like, how do you, what feedback do you have, if at all, or are you just kind of growing and doing your own thing and then not really worrying about it? No, no, we're absolutely doing our best to listen to our consumer base. We do get flooded in terms of our, our support email and DMs on Twitter and, and TikTok. Uh, our users are, are very vocal. I mean, it's, it's all very positive. They do provide a lot of feedback on sports, additional sports they'd love to see, right? Like and whether it's NCAA or tennis or golf, they get a lot of feedback in terms of the way they'd love to see some of the features optimized or some new stats. And we don't take that for granted. We, we definitely digest it all. I'd be lying if I said we're able to take all that and, and apply it within a week or a month. We're still a small team. We have an 18th month pipeline in place, but we're, we're relatively at capacity. So I'd say what we do with it, Benji, is we really try to see how we can fine tune some of that pipeline, right? So we, we listen and if it garners enough a voice and interest out there, then for sure, we see what we can do in terms of altering the vision, if and where possible. Yeah. And, and you know, you talk about it being a small team and you talked about earlier you and your brother initially, then bringing on two others. And it's still, if I'm not mistaken, just the four of you. Perfect. Like, how would you describe the dynamic of your team? What's it like? First of all, what's it like working alongside your brother? That in, a, in and of itself is unique. You know, how do you and your partners divide tasks? And how would you define your various strengths and weaknesses that creates the right working dynamic? And eventually you're going to grow beyond the four of you. But it's kind of, I'm kind of intrigued as to how that works today. Yeah, I'll start with the, the other piece. It's an interesting one, Benji, because where they say never get into business with friends and family, right? Like you're setting yourself up for for challenges. And there's definitely some truth there. Like brother and I have been close growing up. We played soccer together, Brian, which is translated to golf in our older age. And we play golf every weekend within the few summer months we have in Montreal. But I'd be lying if I said it's been a, a breeze, right? Like there's personality clashes, there's challenges. And Ultimately, we made a promise to each other when we started, which was the relationship came first. And if ever we end up in situations, which has happened quite often, where we don't see eye to eye, we just try to take one step back, recalibrate, be humble, and then take two steps forward. Because I, I genuinely believe that between Matt and I, we've got an extremely powerful duo, but it's not easy. So it's not something I would say is a walk in the park, but it builds a relationship even further. So that would be my my answer to you on, on Matt and I, uh, and as far as the team, I feel very fortunate with the team. Like I'd say out of the four of us, I'm probably frankly the furthest from the realities of this industry, aside from being a consumer. Like I, I managed really, I built, like I said, I built my career in sales, so on the commercial end, but Matt's the, the innovation and working in data analytics. And then we've got Dimitri, the full stack developer and Johnson, the UI UX designer. And I share that because not one of us can do their job. Literally, we can hardly even speak the other's language. So it creates an environment where we understand our scopes. And as long as we're striving towards the same outcome, 
It's just full trust that each individual is going to make it happen. Yeah, that's really cool. I want to kind of come back a little bit to, you know, it's interesting to me, you've grown this company and gotten past the 100,000 download marks and you got people using your product and people like your product. And, you know, I've crossed paths with you, as we said, a couple of times over the years and you've been at this, what is it? Is it three years, two years? Yeah, about two and a half, three years. Almost, almost three years now. And, you know, people come to me all the time looking for capital. Can I help them raise capital? Do I want to invest? And you and I have crossed paths a number of times and you've never even asked that question. And the reality is, and when you and I were speaking and preparing for this, you know, uh, came to realize that you've been bootstrapping this thing the entire way through, which, you know, it's impressive, but like, why did you decide to bootstrap today to versus seeking outside capital? And what's it been like bootstrapping through the first 30 months of your existence from when you and your brother had the idea to, to get into this right through to, to launching a product and, and now achieving some success with it? Yeah, it's a great question. When I look at Benton, Big Benji, I don't think it was a conscious decision that was definitive. You know? like We didn't sit there on day one and say, we're absolutely not going to try and, and raise capital for two and a half, three years. And I'd be lying if I said it hasn't been extremely challenging just in terms of capacity or even having an 18-month pipeline set up and not being able to achieve it all, even though you know you can right now. But ultimately, I think it just stems from our DNA a little bit, which was we never even wanted to contemplate that conversation until we had proof of concept or productivity. Like for us, our, our vision is very clear. We want to be the most intelligent sports gaming marketplace. We're nowhere near there. We just achieved half of it. But what's it worth if we haven't even proved anything or we're not productive to even have that conversation with someone? So we've just been all hands on deck. Like I said, it hasn't been necessarily by choice. It's just my fruition. We've, we've just been all hands on deck focusing on building a productive, revenue-generating, profitable P&L business that consumers love. And I feel like we're getting there now. Yeah, and, and in fairness, you know, now that you are a couple of years into this thing and kind of turned the corner and now you got through this football season and shown some traction, it sounds like you guys are now preparing to potentially take that next step and bring in some outside capital based on some conversations we've had. So like what led to that decision? And if you go out and raise some capital, what would you use that capital for? Why would now be the right time to do that? And where would that capital take you? Yeah. So the timing for this episode is obviously good. Uh, we're, we've essentially made that decision to, to start that process, right? So we are seeking 2 million in what we would consider a seed round for our organization. Over the course of this conversation, you've heard me mention that I believe we've captured that discovery phase and the research phase for the consumer. And it's clearly indicative through a lot of the acceleration we've seen over the last 60 days. But truth be told, we need a lot more to be able to close phase two, which is the transactional piece. It's going to require a good amount of development, good amount of focus on our business to run user preferences, incorporate some VESLAP integrations, a checkout process for the user. We're closely with the books on that all while fueling some marketing, maybe start spending some money to, to capitalize on the acceleration we've seen, right? So that the timing is appropriate for us to do that now. And in terms of where that capital will be deployed, uh, it's essentially in, in those two areas for the most part to development, but also being able to start to position our brand in the market, start to make a little more noise, which I think we deserve. Yeah. And, and we haven't even really talked about how you guys make money. It might be useful to, you know, I think it's implied a little bit in what you just said, and maybe for our audience's purposes, or maybe there's some investors listening in who are a little bit piqued by curiosity, piqued by the traction you have to date. So, so what is the revenue model? What are the, how do you generate capital? 
Yeah. So we, we currently have two active revenue streams, which launched in September with the discovery feature on our app. So the first one is we are a freemium app, which I haven't mentioned, right? So, which is slightly different than a lot of the players currently out there in the space is we're not immediately behind a paywall, right? So we frankly believe that our app cannot be a barrier to entry in itself by slapping a paywall immediately for the everyday sports fan for that essential new sports better. So we have a freemium option, which is a think of it as an upgrade. You can sign up for it. It's $9.99 a month. And essentially what it does is it pre-sorts your feed. So it really personalizes your experience uh, on the app. So think of pre-packaged content of the top trending plays of the day. So rather than navigate your way through our discovery aspect, we're able to pre-sort these elements for speed and immediacy for 10 bucks. So that's one, which has been great for us over the last few months. And the second one is we do frankly have an affiliate model in place with, I want to say every sports book in America, every's a bold burn, but let's say close to every, um, as well as the key fantasy operators in the space. So um, we're up and running on, on that front. And it's just essentially incentivizing for the most part, these new users to be able to go in and find somewhere where they could benefit from actually placing our research. It's interesting because you spoke earlier about how without really any effort, you find yourself in a whole bunch of different countries. I think 75, if I got it right, but what you said earlier, but so you're based in Montreal, like to what extent is there, where is your focus? Are you focusing on growing more within the Canadian marketplace and building out affiliate relationships within Canada and growing the TAM there? Are you focused on the neighborhood in the South, the US market, which is obviously a bigger market, or is the focus globally all at once? So how are you kind of reeling that in? Yeah, no, I think there's one thing we learned over the years is that we need to be precise in our execution. Like for me, success is defined by executing with specificity uh, at onset, right? So we're really focused on Canada and the U.S. as a starting point. So I'm very proud. I know our team is being in 74 countries, and it's not that we will never cater to a global market. But the truth is over 80% of our consumer index sits within the U.S. and Canada and, and predominantly in the U.S. So this next phase of building out this marketplace, in essence, is going to be focused on North America. Then once we're successful in North America, then we can go beyond that. Whether that's Latin, whether that's Europe, we can start to have those conversations in due time. As far as the Canadian element, we're definitely proud to, to be a Canadian company based out of Montreal. And we definitely share it when we can, but I'd be lying if I said that we have developed our innovation or our pipeline or our partnerships with a Canadian lens, right? Like we're, we're focused on the cross-border opportunity between the US and Canada. And if somehow, some way, shape or form over the course of time, we are able to add a very Canadian element to our app, then that's gravy and we'll be happy at that point. Let, let me ask you something like you're now, as we said earlier, two, you know, 30 months into this journey, you know, migrated from the beauty space into this space where you were a consumer and had a passion for the industry. But now, of course, being 30 months in, you've been to some of the conferences, you've presented at some of the pitch competitions, you're seeing other businesses. What has surprised you about the space, if anything? Like what's, is there anything that's different than what you thought it might be when you got into it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I've never really given that much thought, but I think off the bat, what I would say, Benji, is it's a really big space, right? Like, yes, the size of the market, but also the amount you can do within the space, right? And I think when we came into it, my brother and I, we, we wanted to change the world. We were like, we can be this global machine that's shaping and influencing every single sports fan across the world and the market potential is so big and we can capture it all. And I think the one thing that's impressed me and maybe surprised me at onset, but in a positive way is just the level of execution with precision. Everybody's not necessarily focused on capturing the entire pie and the pie's big, but just being pro 
at one specific thing, right? Finding your niche, finding your lane and executing in that space. And then you tier it as you go. And it seems like everybody's moving in that same direction way of thinking, which I frankly think is excellent. It's really a mature way of thinking. It's not something you see in every industry. Yeah, that's cool. And then like, you know, now again, having been around a little while and, you know, obviously you guys have built an app and, and you're up and you're running and you're doing some cool things. Are there any other out there in our space and you've seen that maybe you're taking some inspiration from or that you've been impressed with or any just companies in general that have really caught your eye uh, over your time uh, working uh, in the industry? Yeah, I've actually been quite impressed with what a lot of the, the fantasy operators are doing out there from underdog to price fix to sleeper. I look at this sort of change in behavior they've been able to, to drive with sports fans, allowing them to engage with a game in a very simplified way, like a simple transaction, whether it be pick them, a lineup, or just a very simple choice. Like they're engaging with those and the UI UX, like I'm, I'm sort of thinking out loud here, like it, everything about it is, is very impressive to me. And I take a step back, in essence, it's what we're trying to achieve, but from the discovery component, like before you even get to, to the transaction place, like being able to just peel layers back and do it in a really fun, engaging way, simple. I'd say it's actually quite relatable uh, in that sense, but those three, I'd say have really impressed me. And, and it's interesting because the DFS, the prize picks, the underdogs, the sleepers, there's a bunch of other up and comers and the TAM seems to be growing in that area. How do you think of that as it pertains to your business? So what I mean by that is if you're going to be the kayak or the Expedia of the space, does that mean that you're going to be including some of those companies as a part of it? There's affiliate opportunities there as well. How do you incorporate not just DFS, but different factions of real money gaming into the overall kayak experience beyond just sports betting? Yeah, that's inevitable part of our progression. We absolutely need to solve for that. We're not there today. Like we have affiliate partnerships with them on, on the app, but our content is not catered to them. Our content is really catered to the sports better. But if we're going to be successful, we inevitably absolutely need to solve for that. But I'm going to leave that up to my co-founders to figure out the path to figure out the twice. And your co-founders are probably sitting there right now listening to this podcast saying, you just given me a whole bunch of extra work to do in 2024, more to think about. Dude, this, this has been fun. We're kind of at the end of the line here. And I got to tell you, I, you know, it's enjoyable for me to do this podcast, A, because I've been tracking what you guys have been doing probably for a year or so now. It's not a bit longer. I love the way you guys have pivoted and some of the things that you've done to kind of put yourselves in a position to cap some of the success that we're seeing right now. So kudos on that. And obviously being a fellow Montrealer, I grew up in your town and have a lot of love for the city. So for some of the folks who are listening, who, who might want to make their way down to the 514, as I affectionately call it, the area code when you're making phone calls here, what are some of the new or better restaurants or watering holes to hang out in these days? I have a couple at mind. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'd say as a starting point, try to prioritize anything that's May to October, anything that's outside of that, you're in for quite a cold ride. In terms of restaurants, it's funny, my wife and I, we like to travel for food specifically. So I guess you can call us foodies in, in essence. And we love to try different places, but there is one spot in Montreal that we find ourselves going to every single time. The menu changes on a weekly basis. It's this little Argentinian joint called Beba in Verdun. We've been going for about two years and they started to make some noise recently. It's just a very unpretentious, solid food, good vibe, nice environment. And you're always in for a good time. We absolutely love going there. So Beba would be a great spot for a restaurant. And as far as watering, well, I'd say if you're a golfer, I'll go there for a second. You want you end up in Montreal and you want to play around. 
my brother and I, in the few months that permits it, we've managed to get to a few different courses. I'd say you got to make your way to, it's called Ile de Montréal, so Montreal Island course. They've got two courses, one of which is a Lynx course. So it's an Ireland course, and it's probably the only spot where it's a complete escape. You literally feel like you're the furthest place possible from the city. So that's a really cool experience. So if you're a golfer, head there. And if you're looking for a restaurant, head to, head to Bebo. There you have it. And I thought you were going to give us one of the obvious ones that you get from the textbooks, like a Joe Beef or a Liverpool. Yeah, you can't go around with those. I threw a little extra one there that may not be as common. So I should say the new Moishas, now that they closed down on, on St. Laurent and reopened to the new location. A hidden trivia fact for you is that growing up in Montreal, my dad used to play poker with uh, Moisha back in the day, making rest in peace. Oh, nice. We'll end, it on, we'll end it on that note. That's a story for another day. We'll take that one offline. We'll end it on that note. Great to take a little walk down uh, the Montreal memory lane. And Calvin, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Congrats on the success today. To look forward to seeing what the progress is moving forward and hearing about your raise and, and other things you have going on. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it, Benjamin. Take care, man. Betting Startups Podcast is presented by Optimove, the number one CRM marketing solution for the iGaming market. Four out of the top five U.S. operators personalize player experiences with Optimove. Learn more about Optimove by requesting a demo at optimove.com slash bettingstartups. And if you like what you see, you'll get your first month free.